You've tuned in to TrueCR's new program, Behind Closed Doors. Please listen to our disclaimer. This program explores all topics relating to sex work. The show is hosted by several sex worker peer hosts, and we pride ourselves on facilitating a comfortable space for sex workers to share their experiences. Behind Closed Doors aims to uncover what the sex industry is really like. We value the varied opinions and experiences of sex workers, and we also appreciate questions and curiosities from the general public. Our program, Behind Closed Doors, exists to bridge the gaps. Please be mindful that the nature of this program may not be for you and is not suited for little ease. There is also possibility of explicit language used. Good evening, everybody. I hope you're having a great week. My name is Kitty Galore, and you're listening to Behind Closed Doors 3CR. Today, I've got an extra, extra special episode to play for you, as it's a follow-up on a previous episode about Foster and Sesta. Now, for those of you who missed out on that episode, um, let me give you the acronym to these words. So FOSTA stands for Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act and SESTA stands for Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act. And both these acts came into play in the United States last year and it had devastating consequences to all sex workers worldwide, including many of us here in Australia. Uh, You know, a lot of advertising sites were shut down due to the fear of prosecution or they were shut down because they were breaking these laws. So now we are going to listen to a three-way recording with Dean Lim, Sassy Sin, and a very special guest, Estelle Lucas. This is definitely a recording to be excited for because as you'll hear, Estelle is just an amazing person who has gone through a lot of effort to support our sex worker industry. So without further ado... In the studio today on Behind Closed Doors, we have Sassy. Hi, Sassy. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. Long time no here. I know, right? It's always good to have I you back. I miss you. Yay! <laughs> so... Today, Sassy and I will be chatting about Foster Sister, and we've also got very special guest Estelle Lucas in. Estelle has created a an incredible website that supports sex workers. This is in response to the Foster Sister situation. Hi, Estelle. Welcome to Behind Closed Doors. Foster Sister happened last year. We all know that. You decided to develop this website called Red Files. What actually is it? It's basically an online space or resource centre for sex workers anywhere in Australia to log in and get everything that they need from their peers and from other sex worker orgs, whether that be safety information, resources, talking to only sex workers about stuff that only we should be talking about with each other. There's a lot of other stuff growing from that. Okay, so it's a peer-led website. Yeah, it's now a charity, a non-for-profit charity, which is really great. It's completely a volunteer effort as well. So all the sex workers working at the back end are volunteers and they do this outside of their sex work, their other jobs, their family lives, their other commitments. And they do this in their spare time, which is amazing. We've managed to get charitable non-for-profit status. And so it is peer-led. It's run by volunteers. And is there a cost for membership? So Red Files is run by volunteer sex workers who do extra work outside of their sex working lives or their normal lives or other commitments. 
and it is 100% sex worker-led. Everyone on the board is a current or former sex worker. There shouldn't be a cost to resources and safety information, so there isn't. So we do ask for donations for those sex workers who can mm. afford to give back. Yes, yes. Um, especially if you can afford it, then I think. Mm. I think it's it's just a self like a check-in of yourself of being like, oh, am I privileged? Can I give back to the community? Am I giving back to the community? Oh, this is one way that I can do that. Am I giving back by either time or support or money? Like what do I have an ab- abundance of? And with that in mind, you can give back. Because we don't ask for just money. We ask for people's volunteer hours so they can help build resources and help build the website and help build connections and all the things that make a strong community. Mm, fantastic. And it, it's great that you've actually led by example too because out of your own money, you've actually helped create this website. Yeah, so I funded the startup costs. No one else was going to, so it was a lot of money, but it wasn't like I wasn't going to go broke, so why not do it? No, you know no. what I mean? Like I'm a pretty privileged sex worker. So what does Red Files do for sex workers? There's a couple of things that it does. There's the more obvious One, as soon as you enter the space, you know that you're around sort of like-minded individuals. We need at least one spot somewhere that's accessible to everyone and just be really helpful. We have other sex worker orgs as well. What I want is something more instant, and that's what the internet really is. So Estelle, what types of sex workers would find rape files most useful? Private sex workers is is a key population there, but we also have a few brothel workers or uh, sex work on premises workers. It it is designed for street-based workers. There's a huge male sex work population in there, which I think often gets overlooked and forgotten because we often look at sex work in the gender paradigm. Male workers are such a small part of the sex worker community. And a lot of male workers, we get our information online. We work online because we have someone on the board that is a male sex worker so like as a female we were like what do you guys need like i don't know what you like i don't know what you guys do i'm a female sex worker so it's really helpful to have someone there going okay so this is how we conduct our business and we don't do these formal things that you guys do we kind of just rock up or we just do this or we sometimes use more social media platforms and all this all other stuff that i find really interesting but for me to lead that you know, initiative of targeting that group would be, it'd just be silly, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no, it's a good point in that, you know, you've you've identified, you know, some key areas or key um, parts of the community that would need information. Yeah. So, you know, there, there, there probably is probably some past street-based workers. Oh, yeah, are, definitely. That are have, part of members. Oh, definitely. There's, there's, it gets really, it gets real confusing. And this is why our moderators, there, there are moderators on the website and they do such a good job because they've really got to identify who someone is before they come into the space. And they would have like a past history of working, like a lot of private workers have worked in in, a, in an establishment of some kind before they transfer over and realize that, hey, I can do the whole full autonomy thing and I can manage my own business and it's not as bad as I thought it was. And so there's a lot of that history. There's probably street-based sex workers. And um, we have a lot of international sex workers as well. So people visiting Australia, but not necessarily exclusive to that. There's different membership forms as well, which is a little bit complicated and perhaps I'll go into that a bit later. But there's international sex workers and there's also former sex workers. We actually find that former sex workers sometimes are the most community engaged 
than current sex workers because current sex workers are too busy working, right, that they can't really be bothered sort of doing more work (laughs) to build community, you know. But former sex workers, I think, they always will kind of feel like a sex worker and they will always crave that connection and that community and because they're not working actively anymore. Sometimes they have the most to give as well. Like they're the, they're the ears. They have years of wisdom that you can fall back on. So, you know, I'm really grateful that we managed. And that wasn't initially like that either. We didn't start off with formal sex workers. We were ex- exclusively like, no, it, ne- it needs to be current. And then, you know, we've had a conversation. It got brought up. And we decided to make space for them. And we could. That's that's what I love about Red Files, though, because it's technology-based. We can just keep expanding and expanding and expanding as long as we have the policies and the structures and the guidelines to have a strong foundation and a strong backbone to do those things because we don't want any tension in there. So, Estelle, that was really good information for Red Files. We'll be back soon. Tune in to the station that gives voices to sex workers. Subscribe to 3CR.3CR Community Radio, 855am. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show, 
or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. That was a Spanish language version of Ariana Grande's Thank You Next, and the artist was Laura Buitrago. Welcome back to Behind Closed Door. I'm Ceci. Welcome back, guys. Hi. 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 Estelle, we were talking about privacy earlier. Yeah. And do sex workers need to register their legal name? Yeah, that's a very good question. And it's a question that I often get asked because I think for most sex workers, privacy is the number one uh, thing that you need. The only reason we're asking that is because we don't want imposters coming into that space. So people can use their working name. Yeah. And what about their gender? Oh, we do have gender in there. Found that it it did help identify how you could get the most use of the thing, like what gender you are. So, like the males obviously don't want to sit there and listen to all the female sex workers go on about something. Making it more specific. So when you join yeah. up. You, it's more personalised, I yeah, suppose. In terms way. of your work. Yeah. No, we don't care. Like, we've had, we've actually had people start talking about their personal lives and we're like, we shut them down. We're like, don't want to know. Don't tell me this information because once it's in my head, yeah, like, it, yeah, it, is, I have to contain that yeah, then. Yeah, <laughs> that's so a lot of, that's a, a moderator's job is very, very hard in that way. They've got to consistently keep to the policies that we have and the guidelines and we never divert from that. And we never make exceptions. Like I've had to do um, applications before or friends of mine that I know that I've worked with and I still have to stick by the books because I don't want anyone to make a mistake. We don't want anyone in there that isn't supposed to be in there. Going back to privacy again, are you able to tell us about some of the security features ah, for Red Files? Yeah, I mean, sure. Like two-factor authentication, yeah. working name. Mm. Pin changing every month. Yeah, that's right. So there's a couple of systems in place. First of all, you have to tell us who you are as a sex worker so we can be like, okay, yes, Sassy, I've matched you up with another Sassy on the internet and I can confirm that you are this Sassy and you are a sex worker. You can also tick your your name as anonymous so then you don't appear at all. So you'd appear as like, you know, anonymous. You're always anonymous. So there's like a thousand anonymouses you know, kind of in there, running around. We know who you are from like a back-end administrative purpose. There are policies and procedures yeah. that people can't just join like any chat group, for example, yeah. and yeah. just cause trouble and swear. And, 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 and yeah, because often people mm. do that because they know they're anonymous. And like you are anonymous to everyone else, but not to the moderator. We have heaps of security features. So there's just one. We're geared towards community. Okay. Like we want to make sure you're safe. We want to make sure your emotional health is up to scratch. We want to make sure that you're not feeling alone. A lot of people don't know what resources are available to them mm. either. So it's really good. Most existing traditional sex worker support organisations are state territory based. Why is it important that Red Files is Australia-wide and not restricted to just one state like Victoria? Um, I think, like, in theory, and it, it makes sense in our brains to do things by state and in boxes and we pigeonhole things. It's just a really nice filing system. But in reality, sex workers cross borders often. Like, I'm going to Singapore next week. I do sex work not just in one state, even though I'm registered in one state. I go in, and so and clients also don't just stick to the sex workers in their town; they stick to sex Correct. workers wherever they go. With red files, you know, we're we're sitting there, we're talking about resources. How are we going to keep our business afloat so we can feed our children? You know, we're talking about safety in reference to the security features of 
red files, one thing that, that you're not aware of from the user end is that users are categorized into different membership types. And this is important because it means that people only see the information that's privy to them. So just because former sex workers are in there or this type of sex worker doesn't mean they see all your information. Like if you're an independent sex worker, only independent sex workers would see that information. Or depending on the sort of clearance that they've been given, that's the type of information that they get. Does that make sense? So there's like not every once you get in isn't like you see everything that there's available on that website. You only see the things that are relevant to you. And so that means, you know, that the information that you're sharing and giving is only relevant to the people like you. So it's matched up. Is there a reason um, for RedFalls doing that? There is a couple of reasons. You know then that the information that you're sharing is going to the relevant party. And you can also che- like take away that information. In RedFalls, you, if you post something, you can take that off if you decide to quit. You don't have to be a sex worker forever. It sounds like a very flexible and also considerate it and is. kind it's adaptable. and adaptable way yeah. of doing things. We definitely listen to our members and our users and we try to keep them happy. It's got to be flexible. Mm. And with the sex worker community, some people do work in one town or city mm-hmm. or location and that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely you know, no problem with that at all. And then there are other people like yourself, Estelle, and you mentioned that you know mm-hmm. you do travel either nationally or well, internationally. we used to travel. Yeah, and I've, I've travelled as <laughs> yeah, well, nationally yeah. and internationally as well. Exactly. Yes. Or yes. even like vice versa. Like I've heard of sex workers who don't want to do sex work from where they're from because that's they might run into someone that they know. Yeah. So all they do is tours. So they'll go for a week, work somewhere, come back, and that's how they live. Mm. Yeah, I've met those girls in brothels before where they, most of them are from interstates. Yeah. Or even exactly. other countries. So they, they won't do it. In where close to home, yeah, yeah they won't. Home. Do it's too close to home, yeah. and yeah, that again. I told you, privacy is number one in mm. a sex worker's mind, and Red Files really does cater to that. Um, and I can totally empathise mm. with that. Estelle, can you tell me how many sex workers currently use the site? I think we're at five hundred and thirty-one. Was it? Is that the right number? Yeah, yeah we got th- it. Five thirty-one. Five thirty-one. Yeah. So we've got five thirty-two soon. And with that's me pretty. In it. It's pretty like it's pretty impressive. Like I'll give you a bit of a perspective of what that is. If you look at another sex worker organization, like we've been operating for about two years. If you look at another sex worker organization, they might have some sort of um, program, like a referral program or a counseling program, where they could probably do like five sex workers at any time. And so they're often working to get those spaces filled or something like that. We've got 531 that we are engaging with on a daily basis, making sure that their requests are heard and that they're, it's, it's actually as moderators or like as board members, we're not actually doing anything. It's actually the sex workers who are making this system augmented and self-sustaining and they are what is keeping it engaging and upfront. Like we, all we do is make the space and facilitate it and make sure that no one does anything that's going to harm another person. That's literally our, all our jobs. It's a very hard job. It's not. I'm not going to downplay it, but um, in terms of the experience that you get, that's up to you as a, as a member and that's up to other sex workers as a member. If you want to engage, and we have that sometimes, you know, people 
engage in spouts. You know, they'll have a week where they're very social and then a week where they're not. It's pretty impressive to have 531. And that's all from trust as well, from people. We asked people to refer, and we did no marketing either, like at the start. Mm. We only started doing a bit of promotion and marketing perhaps six months ago because a part of our community guidelines before that was that no one could know what Red Files was, only sex workers. So how are you going to promote something that you can't even talk about? just wasn't possible. So I think maybe in the last year, yeah, I think maybe more in the last year we've been able to promote it. And it's been pretty cool. My final question is, what's the future of Red Files? Oh, um, like... The beauty of Red Files is that it's kind of an endless project. You can keep it going forever. We could include so many services and just use technology to get there. Technology can really create bridges between people and services and all this sort of stuff. At the moment, we're at the mercy of everyone's volunteer hours and we have a lot of services coming up as well. Like I can't speak too much, but... You know, the limit is your imagination at this point. Mm, I like that. Stay Stay tuned. tuned. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the chat, Estelle. Is there anything that you'd like to ask or say to us? So from a developer's point of view, which is what I like, you know, I'm a founding member and I developed it all. I want to know your user experience as a Red Files member because I can't see what you see. I, I, you know, it's kind of like asking to criticise your own child. You're like, no, it's perfect. (laughs) As a member of Red Files, I find it very secure and very private, Mm -hmm. which I really like. And I love how it's very secure. It's a secure website. It's extremely private and it's full of resources. Every time I'm on, I find something new in terms of education or Mm -hmm. a resource. Mm -hmm. So my user experience has has been extremely positive. That's good. I'm Mm. glad. I'm glad that you got some use out of it because I think also sometimes, you know, if sex workers aren't, you know, focused on professional development or personal or anything like that, they just want to get on with their day, you know, they might not find that material very engaging for them. It might be stuff that they already know or they think they know. So it's good that we always want to keep content fresh and updated and relevant for sex yeah. workers at all stages of their career. Yeah. For me, what I see is a sense of community mm. and hearing other people's stories and experiences or just people asking for advice. Mm-hmm. And looking I, out for each other. And then looking out for each other, exactly. Red Files, you know, really addresses the foster sister limitations that have been given to us by the US. It means that we have a safe space where we can always converse without ever being kicked off. And, you know, and we always have our own community to fall back on if one of our main technology resources gets taken away from us say we got kicked off from social media at least we can still refer our friends and all that sort of stuff so red files is really great like that but red files was built before foster sester and the reason why like it actually was inspired is i sort of foresaw just reading the terms and conditions and the privacy policies of social media networks like twitter and facebook which you're really at the mercy and they hold all that data. And a lot of sex workers were doing community development. They were creating um, spaces for themselves. But at any time, that could be shut down. And all that information was owned by those companies who could later sell that information. And it just seems like it was it was just not stable and it wasn't reliable. And I wanted to make one platform, just one space online where sex workers could count on and it was theirs and they owned it and they controlled it and they didn't have to hand over anything 
for something that should be free, mm. really. So, yeah, I just want to add that in. Mm. Thank, Thank you, you, Estelle. Thank you for listening. And I'm Sassy Sin. I'm Dean Lim. And I'm Estelle Lucas. <laughs> the only way that we can have a safe world is understanding each other in our difference, limiting the economic disparities between peoples of the world, and not saying that some people deserve dignity and respect and others don't. They're the pathways to safety and security, and we need to have the courage to say we have to continue to have those complex dialogues about how we move forward so that the values of diversity and inclusivity are in everybody's hearts and maybe even the hearts of politicians. 3CR celebrating diversity since 1976, 855 on your AM dial. Tune in to the station that gives voices to sex workers. Subscribe to 3CR. Kawaii Jess, that was a great chat between Sassy Sin, Dean Lim, and our very special guest, Estelle Lucas. Thank you, everybody. You've been listening to Behind Closed Doors on 3CR. This is Kitty Galore. Now, as you've heard, Red Files is an online instant form of support for sex workers. And this platform is a peer-led platform and, you know, Kudos to all the founders of Red Files because it's taken a lot of effort, work and time outside of sex work to make this happen. Uh, For any of you listening, if you've got funds to give, then please give abundantly to Red Files. If you're a sex worker with time to volunteer, then I urge you to reach out to Red Files because we need more Estelles out there um, who actively want to contribute to our community. Now, I'm going to be extremely transparent here. I personally, as a sex worker, have also signed up to Red Files, and it's definitely got an extremely thorough sex worker verification process. There's also multi-step security processes, which makes it extremely safe for sex workers uh, across the board in the very long run. Another thing I wanted to point out again is where Estelle mentioned that Red Files is an official not-for-profit charity. That's a very difficult standard to obtain. So they've had to jump through lots of hoops to achieve that status. For anyone listening, if you'd like to support sex workers and have the funds to donate, please donate to redfiles.com.au. Scroll down and then click the donate button. And if you are sex workers, I hope you can appreciate the thorough sex worker verification process and join this online community that is over 500 and still growing. Now I'd like to play a song that has been picked up by Estelle. It's by Poppy and it's called Play Destroy. <laughs> it's crazy. 